Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 56. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Seelig. Alright guys, today is Thursday, July 23rd. We don't normally record on Thursdays, but it was a special occasion. We had the Xbox Game Showcase today, and our plan originally was... Uh, we of course have our friend Oren on, and uh, you'll hear him very shortly, but... Uh, the plan was to record with him first, and then we would record afterwards, uh, doing kind of like uh, the beginning, uh, doing our normal movie TV news, some of our non-Xbox-related game news, and then afterwards uh, go through what we played and what we watched. Uh, just because we expected our Xbox showcase talk to be maybe an hour, we pretty much recorded for two hours, like almost on the dot, two hours. So... We were like, you know what? I don't think people will want a really, really fat episode. Let's just do a very Xbox-centric episode 56. And the very little news we have this week will carry over to episode 57 next week that we'll record, of course, you know, normal standard time we usually do. So without further ado, uh, here is our already recorded uh, episode 56 with Oren. Uh, and we talk about the Xbox Game Showcase. Enjoy, everybody. Hey, folks, we're here talking about the Xbox Game Showcase. And, of course, it's still James and I, but we have with us a special guest I'd like to bring to our table, Oren. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Or, sorry, or thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Oren, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we begin this? Um, yeah, so my name's Oren. Um, I uh, am a co-host on a Halo podcast called uh, HalopodcastEvolve.com. Uh, longtime friend uh, of Comron and uh, a fan of the show, so uh, we uh, decided to collaborate, um, kind of on sh- talking about the Xbox Showcase here. I've been uh, been a Halo fan uh, pretty much since the game came out in 2001, and I've uh, been a pretty general gaming fan kind of since uh, across uh, generations and uh, throughout my uh, upbringing. So, uh, so I'm big, uh, big Xbox fan, uh, as well as just a general kind of Xbox game industry fan as well. And especially during kind of console generation cycles is, is really an interesting time to be a, be a gamer of kind of seeing where the next generation of console gaming takes us and the, to see how, how, you know, that evolves and, and, uh, you know, the improvements and everything that developers are, are doing. Awesome, man. Yeah. Oren... Oren and I have been friends uh, way back in Savannah College of Art and Design, and also he is pretty much the main Xbox guy now, so I thought, who better to have on the show than <laughs> well, Oren? Thank you. And I was very excited. I was like, oh, I need to text him right now, and it was like, I don't know how many weeks before it was the showcase. It was like, what, two or three weeks or something? Yeah, it was a couple weeks, and, uh, and it was actually right at a good time, because it was, it was pretty much right after they finally released the date uh, for when this was going to be, because uh, our show was definitely waiting for that so we can kind of plan our whole day of coverage for today. So it's been a pretty long uh, but fun kind of day for us to with this news for, for Halo and for just Xbox in general. Um, so we're really, really excited on kind of where we're going. Awesome. So the way this is going to work, folks, is we're going to go through kind of the games in order of the way they were shown during the showcase uh not all of them will be touched on there are a few that were like all mutually probably not caring for it's not because they're bad it's just they're not our cup of tea so i'll probably skip over a couple as i go through name by name 
Uh, but we'll we'll go through them one by one all the way through the end to Fable. So let's get started with the uh, Halo Infinite demo that was shown to us and the opening that we had here. So uh, we got the cutscene where it kind of it looks like it takes place after the trailer we had before, where it was uh, Master Chief in space and that one pilot dude that was basically there for a while, and they land on the Halo and things aren't going so well for them and master chief steps out and we get into the gameplay and the first thing they show us is a map and not just like oh hey you know it's just part of the regular game and it was very much like for me personally when the first thing i don't know why it came to my mind but i was like oh far cry and it's an open world map uh and we get to see different objectives that you can take in any order you feel like and instantly you got grunts out there you get a fight and you see a lot of the gameplay with new weapons, uh, interesting weapons to say the least. And what no one probably expected was a grapple hook mechanic that honestly was probably the most, uh, I would say, the most interesting thing I saw during the demo itself. And it ends with the new brute leader uh, that we're going to be facing who looks like he is a, I guess, like right-hand man of Atriox, I think, of the Banished, if I'm correct. I'm not sure I'd say right-hand man. Um, he's he's considered a war chief uh, from one of the uh, blog posts that 343 sent out. So it, it seems that he's kind of the central antagonist, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't say he's that close to Atriox, but he's probably very high on the, I guess, uh, hierarchy of their sort of military. Gotcha, but he's fair, because I also, another thing, reason have you on perfectly is because you're one of, basically, the lore master, man, <laughs> so. For, for Halo, uh, yes. it, Yeah, I had no idea who this guy was. I was, like, so we we know who this guy is? We've seen him before? No, we, we really don't. Um, we know who Atriox is from uh, Halo Wars 2, where the Banished was introduced into the series, and in that game, you meet Atriox's, like, left and right hand, and, and you have this character, Decimus. Um, who you who you fight during the campaign, uh, but then when it was revealed that it, Banish were going to be in Infinite, it's kind of yet to be told how the Banish uh, arrive at Installation Zero Seven, where we're going to be where the game takes place. But essentially, we we've known that Banish forces are throughout the galaxy, just kind of somewhere, and it kind of is just the explanation of them being larger than just their presence in Halo Wars 2. Hmm. So this brute, this war chief, is just a new character that uh, that was teased a couple weeks ago in like an audio clip, uh, but now we've gotten um, kind of a visual representation of him. And, uh, and I may be mispronouncing him, but his name is Eskarum. Um, Eskarum, something like that. Um, okay. And that, so That's he's a new character. We don't really know what his motivation is aside from wanting to destroy humanity (laughs) (laughs) if i remember correctly he said he was aligning with i don't even know who is aligning with he said someone was it cortana hard harbinger oh the harbinger harbinger that's harbinger yeah yeah. the harbinger So is that supposed to be cortana i'm assuming that's uh that's the leading theory as of today um other people have suggested it could be a forerunner um that has surfaced um in the that, that might have been on the ring already. Uh, I've heard theories that it could be the 
uh, monitor of Installation 07, uh, or the Oracle, as the Covenant used to call them. Mm. Uh, kind of similar to mm. 343 Guilty Spark, there is a monitor for Installation 7 that we've never met. So it could be that character that is maybe pulling some of the strings on the the ring, and maybe it's why it's partly destroyed, or maybe that's why it's not being reconstructed. So there's uh, there's a lot of different avenues, but I think the leading theory is Cortana, but that also has some kind of contradictory implications because the, the Cortana and her kind of created goals kind of differ from what Atriox and the Banish's goals that we currently know, so something definitely would have had a change in the last canonically year and a half to kind of see where that would where that would fall but definitely interesting okay and for this halo if i am correct is this the same halo that the doctor from halo wars 2 like jumped into at the end or is this a different halo this is a different halo Okay, so there's... All right, that's what I wanted to yeah, double-check so and make sure. So this Halo's never been seen this before. This Halo's never been represented in a video game. Huh. Um, it was very briefly touched on in a book called Hunters in the Dark, um, which is just the just just the book telling us that you, the UNSC has found the ring and have a presence on the ring, but then it very quickly... The story moves from the ring and goes back to the Ark. Um, and then we otherwise don't... Uh, don't know what's happened since that moment. I forget which year that took place, but I think that was in the like mid 2550s. Um, the only other time we've heard about the ring is actually in the Forerunner saga, which happened hundred thousand years ago. Um, and I don't really want to get get into all yeah, of that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Because uh, that, that's its own <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, but what I'll say is that there's there's a lot of history on this ring specifically. Um, because it's the only ring that is from a different Halo array that's part of this current array that we have of seven rings. And so with with it comes a lot of history that the lore fans are excited to kind of see represented in the game. And it, we kind of got a very small glimpse of that in the initial announcement trailer back in 2018. We kind of saw some writings on walls and caves and stuff like that. Um, and so we're, we're excited to see where that kind of goes. But... But that's another big variable in all this, because you have you have the ring at the end of Halo 5, and you also have the ring at the end of um, Halo Wars 2. And we know that it's not that ring, and so it, we, we just are unsure which ring the end of Halo 5 is, because it's just kind of a blanket ring from the legendary ending. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of see where all these rings are lining up as, uh, as the story unfolds. All right, that's... All right, man. That's I. I used to be very, very big in Halo lore, and then at a certain point, I kind of dropped off, and eventually switched over to the universe of Destiny. But that's a whole other, a whole other story. Coming to Game Pass. Uh, so I kind of we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. That'll that'll come soon enough, guys. Uh, so to talk really about what we've been waiting for the mo- for the most part, which also this is the only game that gave us something of it, which was gameplay, and. We got to see everything from the graphics to the weapon designs, the ships, uh, the character designs, uh, to say the least. And I wanted to know everyone's thoughts on just everything from the gameplay to the mechanics to everything else. Uh, James, if you want to start us off for that, I'd love to hear yeah, what you think. Yeah, so 
for I don't know why I've never been that huge on Halo. Like I like the series; it's a really fun uh, series to play. But I just it's never been my number one game, I guess. But for whatever reason, I've been crazy excited to see what the Series X can evolve Halo into. I guess so. I was super hyped to see what Halo Infinite was gonna be, and. It's kind of disappointing. I don't know why. I just came uh, out of this demo being just like, eh? I don't know. Like, the the visuals don't strike me as something next-gen. But, like, we were talking about this earlier. That's probably not the final product. And what we watched may not have been on the Series X. It might have been on another Xbox. But we don't know. And the gameplay just looks like regular Halo. It looks like Halo to me. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. But I'm not wowed, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Or Orin, how did you feel? I feel like that's a fair uh, response, and I, I kind of echo that. Unfortunately, going going into the event, I definitely was at the mindset that, like, it's, this doesn't have to be like the greatest game ever made, but because of Xbox's marketing, like they they are marketing the Series X with this game, um, like it's just so apparent. So like this game needs to be like the game <laughs> for the console and and I, I i believe it still can be and it still is but to your point yeah the, what they showed the vertical slice it it ultimately wasn't to the caliber that you would expect uh from like a sony sort of uh presentation for for like what the game to define a, a console is um, like you've definitely seen that in the lot, and I hate kind of bringing up that comparison, but in this specific case, I feel like you need to because with the the kind of one and one infinite with Series X, like th- this was three four threes and Xbox's moment to show you the vertical slice of what the capabilities are with this console, and uh, and it's it was still fairly obvious that it's in development with like textures not being finished and lighting being kind of bad um i'd say the strong point that they really showed um is like the draw distance and the vistas and that looked really great um but in terms of the up like even um the brute at the very end like when you saw that close-up like it it wasn't terrible but it didn't it didn't seem next gen to me um and i feel like that's just lighting and and uh and other details that just weren't added like i don't i don't feel like that's the full capability because i've you know we've seen like the, even the hellblade trailer from oh, yeah. a year ago like that oh my like, god like that to me looks next gen i like still that, watch that, that facial animation like i yeah i watch that trailer just from time to time because it's so striking mm-hmm. um so so yeah I, i'd say graphically was probably disappointing because as as a uh, as an xbox guy for lack of a better word you know i do want to have showings that that kind of rival the competition, um, but uh, but you know not with this type of representation. But I will say every everything else though, um, I, I enjoyed watching uh, the grappling hook. I think is 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 looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very hesitant about it at first, uh, and I kind of saw some of the early signs of it. But I but I like what I've seen. Um, Comron, you mentioned the map reminding you of Far Cry, um, and I've seen other people kind of compare it to just other open world games, but I would draw attention to Halo 3 ODST, where you have the new Mombasa map, where you kind of non-linearly go around to 
these icons and and discover the story of of um, the ODSTs. So that's kind of what that reminded me of, and I, I kind of get that sense. And and so it still very feels and looks Halo. Um, I just wish it had a little more polish since it was here to showcase the game. No, for sure. And I will say, too, like, I never even thought about ODST until you had brought it up, which did, like, kind of make me go, like, oh, yeah. you know, that's, that, that is, is really right, that point. is true. And they they do say, I think, I, I forget what point, it's bigger than Halo 4 and 5 combined in terms of size. I guess, like, you know, it's a massive open world now. And I am very, very curious to just play it myself, uh, especially, of course, uh, before I continue on it, I do want to say, like, uh, well, I guess two things I didn't even think about. Uh, one, of course, remember, guys, I'm a Microsoft employee. Anything I say does not represent this company, especially how much shit I probably do say throughout this thing. I, I cannot be more clear. Do you have I'll to say, say that before. during every episode? No, hell no. God, no. But I'll say that anytime I talk about Xbox a bit, whether it's good or bad, because I'll be like, listen, guys, I work for them just to give you a, a heads up. Now, let me talk some shit. Or I'll be like, you should get a Game Pass. And I'm like, I'm not saying that because it'll get me money. It won't. But it's just Game Pass is really good. So that's usually well, what I'll happens. say you should get Game Pass, but we'll talk about oh, yeah. that later. Right? Yeah, well, that'll, I think that'll be our... We'll close out with probably with that because it'll be a... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so with this... Uh, hopefully they said we're going to get probably i think the end of this week or something like 20 or not 20 60 demos 60 xbox demos that we get to try out that's actually and, live right now oh is that live is, I is mean, halo I don't, infinite I don't know one when of this episode's going to be released but as of recording it's tomorrow live. friday it'll be released on friday okay then yeah that's live right now is the halo infinite demo there <laughs> i do not know and i actually messaged uh, a friend of mine while watching the show because it said start demo at the very top and i was like dude could you imagine if they put the demo <laughs> like on the thing i i literally was like when i saw that i was like if they don't put the demo there i will be actually completely disappointed i will <laughs> that's the whole point i, I know you want to show off all these indies but just give us give us the demo. that was one that was one piece of criticism that i gave or not criticism but a counterpoint to some people i was talking to of like oh well what if the event they said you know playable beta right now and i'm like no they're not going to do that because one they need to talk about multiplayer before they just drop the uh drop the beta but then also like there's it's demo week right now and all these indie games need to be played and reviewed and all that kind of stuff and halo would literally dry up all of those resources i i would just play halo and i would ignore everything else yeah. guaranteed guaranteed yeah that's very but true. yeah i i haven't that's... checked and i i honestly highly doubt it because i feel it would like be all over the that, news that just wants to be blown that up. just invites more criticism um and i feel like that wouldn't be a good a good step for three four three. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's that, I think that was my first concern was just like, but what about the indies? Uh, so that <laughs> the poor little just, indies. Oh no, who's gonna save them? So uh, yeah, just thinking about that. So looking into because honestly, that would probably give everyone's opinions more just like solid of like, do I like this? I don't know. Because coming out of it at the end of the day, I, I could go pretty much like, I honestly don't know how I feel just because I want to play it and see how it feels. Looking at the weapons, they looked fine. I guess going into it, especially after how many days in a row did they try to hype everyone up going, 
It's coming every single day with those tweets. I think like, it was a week. Every single I think day. they said yes. the first one was seven days or one week, or maybe it was six days. But every day they tweeted out a new photo that was part of the cinematic trailer that we got right before the demo, um, which kind of invites its own sort of questions. Um, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, they, they like I said, they are marketing this game with the console. And so it, it needs to be the best looking game in xbox's catalog and i'd argue yeah, so that, with that forza looks better oh god yeah. <laughs> the fucking car details so with that said like going into it like you know you have all this hype behind it and like you guys were with me and miles in the morning i woke up to watch this i don't even know why i woke up at 8 a.m i woke up at 8 a.m my time which was basically when the pre-show started and we're just sitting there i had to deal with miles on the mic basically shouting halo literally just the word halo oh, into my ear for an hour and i'm like you know this is it's gonna be a good time we're gonna have a good time and stuff and it starts he set himself miles. up to fail he he, he, he hyped did it too he much. did i don't lie he do, he totally did but i was like oh damn after all this this is I was just, I wasn't like, dis, I wasn't like, this looks terrible, but I wasn't also like, this is great. I was just like, okay, I guess this is it. And I just expected more, especially after all this time. And the most important thing too, it's like, yeah, everything's still being worked on. This is like four months away. This is less than four months away. It, like if the consoles are, if it's a launch game for the Series X and for sure their holiday, like it's guaranteed it's going to drop in November, sometime in November. Unless it gets delayed, but yes. Yeah, and then that means, like, that's... It's August, September, October. There's three months in between us. July's about to end, yeah, I mean, and it's not going to be at the end of November. Look at look at Fallout 4. So, I forget which year that game came out, but Bethesda... 2015. Bethesda, like, stealth announced that at E3, and it was out, like, three or four months later. And it, and it was just, like, it was one of the most well-received sort of announcements at e3 and had a pretty good hype cycle and then it launched and it launched with fairly good reception and all that kind of stuff and it ended up being a pretty big game and i think that's just because they they showed what they needed to show and it was a, a very good representation of of the product uh, whereas what what 343 kind of showed is is honestly something that we could have gotten last year as like a hey this is what halo infinite looks like and it's just like but it's going to be better yeah. in a year and it's like all right yeah cool awesome like the the beta for halo 5 came out like nine or ten months before the game was released and like people are uploading screenshots of like oh this is what the halo 5 beta looked compared to what the halo 5 game looked like but that's that's nine or ten months of development time between then like you have <laughs> you have three months between now and november yeah and by the time they finish the beta they're already like probably by the time they release it they were already working and probably improved greatly from what it already was at at that point so it's like whereas here yeah this is a much different story of like uh, we're kind of a little bit close, yeah. guys. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little so sweaty I, I just, I just hope that the, I guess the graphical, the graphical fidelity is the last piece of the jigsaw because looking at the gunplay and the, the enemies and kind of the environments, like all of, all of those pieces seem to fit into what Halo is, and and I can imagine the sandbox being enjoyable to play. But it's just the lighting and the textures, for whatever reason, they decided to do last. 
for this demo. So hopefully if those pieces come together, then you get the visual that, that yeah, some people are like, oh, I don't need the visuals. So as long as it's a good story, but for this moment in a console in a, in a new generation cycle, like it's, it honestly is all about like what you can do with the next gen hardware. And, and that demo yeah. didn't really show what you can do with the next gen aside from looking across a halo ring. Yeah, yeah, the distance of like, hey, look how much is in here, and it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, and I will say, like myself, at least looking at the gameplay, uh, the grapple hook was probably the one thing that stood out the most to me, where I was like, oh, this could be interesting the way it'll be utilized, just because it was a new mechanic that I will be interested to see, which also then just makes me also think a little bit of Just Cause as well, uh, yeah. which isn't bad. Or it's just, uh, you know, Apex. It, it, I got I some Pathfinder vibes. That is vibes. true. Pathfinder and Doom, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I made that. I, I was talking to a friend about that as well. Doom came out earlier this year with the grapple hook mechanic. I haven't played Eternal yet, so that's I had no idea. Uh, the ga- the guns themselves, the gunplay looks fine. Um, gun the guns themselves look okay. Uh, I don't listen textures, to Miles full. Like they they look I like know. they just got baked out of the 3D modeling oven. Like. You know what? You know what? It was either John or Daniel said, "Oh boy, I can't wait to take a bite out of this chocolate gun." <laughs> I yeah. was just like, "God damn!" But uh, we do have some questions for it. I, overall, like as long as guys, it's a game. I will say for everyone, like the bottom line, of course, the number one thing you just got to do for this is just make sure it plays good. Like, make sure it's a solid game. True. The story comes after. We still want the story to be amazing. Like that's yeah. kind of one of the main complaints people had with five, but. Just to make sure the gameplay is solid at the at the very so, like foundational. I'm still least. very confused on where the story is going to go because, I mean, it's been a while since I played Halo Five, but last we left off, Cortana was basically trying to, I guess, in her opinion, protect organic life by, kinda becoming like an overlord leader or something like that. I I'm very unclear right, on I'll, exactly what her plans were. I'll give you the 60 second version. All right, uh, maybe less. <laughs> and then, but like, so, so I'm just confused why all of a sudden we're going on to the banished. But no, yeah, and then that's a valid, yeah, that that's a valid question that honestly had a lot of us in like the Halo community kind of confused about when they announced the banished a couple weeks ago because it's like, okay, great, yes, we kind of like the banished from Halo Wars two, but like you have this created story that you left on a cliffhanger with Halo Five. Yeah. Um, and, and we fear that, that, that that's kind of just going to be summed up in the next book that's coming out at the end of October. Uh. Um, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but to, to just kind of briefly get into it, Cortana wants to assume the mantle of responsibility, which is essentially like a philosophy of looking out for the galaxy. So yeah, kind of being a dictator without being overly oppressive, but the fact that you want to hold that position in and of itself kind of makes you oppressive. And so that's where she kind of goes on this guardian rampage that leads you through the whole campaign. And she unites a lot of created or like AIs to kind of fight with her. And then that's kind of the cliffhanger that we got. And so presumably since then, the UNSC, I guess, was crippled and they couldn't really use some AI since they rely a lot on them and they were fighting Prometheans maybe because we didn't see any Prometheans in this trailer and then the banished enter the fight somehow and at the very beginning of that demo they said that we lost the war so it's there's a lot of information that we don't really know yet 
And the way 343 has been kind of advertising to us is that, well, when you began Halo CE, you were thrown into a 20-year war with the Covenant, and you were able to figure it out just fine. So trust us, and you'll figure this one out. And it's like, okay, we'll we'll trust you. Right. <laughs> so let's do it again. Yeah, just do it again. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I wish I could God tell damn. it better, but honestly, that's just what it is. And uh, no, we'll have to discover it all together, I guess. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple questions. I did ask uh, out there on Twitter, and then uh, Miles did get back to me for it. Uh, so my of all people, so Miles, for those that don't know, is a friend of ours as well, and he is one of the other biggest Halo fans. Who more so, he likes the lore, but is very much into the design aspects and the pretty much weapons, armor, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, he's a big Bungie uh, era Halo guy. Oh yeah, very much big so Bungie. Yeah. Uh, so his first question is too: uh, Does this look like a Halo experience to the non-Halo fan? something mundane or of note so of course uh before the answer for that the i believe 343 did come out and say or at least microsoft as a whole i'm not really sure uh they looked at halo infinite as a game they wanted to draw in a new generation of gamers or basically a new audience it wasn't necessarily like of course they want to appease probably their current fan base hopefully also the bungie era fan base but now they want to bring in an entirely new uh, set of people as well to, to gather this game. Hence, like, you see now Open World, uh, which does reflect a lot more other games in this current day and age. And most likely, we'll probably see a Battle Royale down the line for this. Uh, so, or you don't think so? No, not in a chance. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm neither for nor against. I was just curious. I, think, I, I, I figured, I, I think I'd it's assume. super easy to but, do a Halo Battle Royale if you're just all ODSTs dropping into a map. But I, I that's not the, the question about Battle Royale. I, I, I won't disagree with that. I just, that that might be the nail in the coffin. Oh, no. Like, I just, I <laughs> yeah. just can't imagine them actually doing it, even though I can imagine, like, a Fortnite Halo skin, so to speak, mm. or an Apex yeah. Halo skin. So what do you guys think about that of, does this experience, like, does this look like a Halo experience to the non-Halo fan who basically, is this a good I guess what he's trying to say is this is a good first entry for them, as or is it something mundane or of note when it comes to that? I think uh, I'd like to hear James go first. So, I wouldn't exactly call it mundane looking, but it also wasn't really noteworthy. But it definitely did, like I said earlier, it, it looks like Halo. I can't say how it feels because I haven't gotten my hands on it, but I'm hoping it feels like Halo. It just, I don't know. It looks just kind of okay, I guess. But as far as it being for new uh, people, I mean, we kind of just covered that they seem... I mean, we don't know for sure because we don't know who the Harbinger is. but And it could be Cortana. But if they're just dropping that storyline that they already started and starting with, like, a new conflict, then, yeah, I guess, like, new Halo... New people who have not played a Halo game before could probably jump into this and just get a new story and still good old halo gameplay i think it'd be fine okay Orin, would you like to go or would you like me to go next you can go okay so the way i see it just like kind of the way you just told us about how they're pretty much going like this is you don't have to know what happened before this just like with combat evolved 
Uh, this is also, of course, then this, an easy explanation of why it's a good starting point for new people to jump on, which personally, like if they said, if someone came up to me and said, hey, should I start with this new game, uh, this new Halo game and Halo Infinite, I never played Halo before, I would probably go and look at them and go, hell no, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I would easily tell them, go freaking get the Master Chief Collection, you literally have four games right there, and just... Yeah, which is also you I just yeah, I'd probably just get Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, and I just go and I'd say yeah, go play Halo Combat Evolved. Just play that specifically. Just try it. That will tell you everything. And you have the anniversary edition, so it ate, so now now it like looks nice too, uh, and it'll kind of give you your taste. And from there, if you like it, you can easily jump on. Uh, I would easily say that. Do I think a lot of people will do that? Not necessarily. Halo Inf- like a lot of people always jump on with different sequels to games, and. To, for this Halo Infinite, so far I would say I know because it's not the core Halo in terms of like you know it's this full story that you're running through. Uh, just because yeah, it's open world and yeah, ODST was open world, but it doesn't give that same. Uh, at least from what I've seen, it doesn't give the same first feeling like Combat Evolved would give you, given that chance. Uh, and I, I do agree with you of mundane or something of note. I don't know. Like, we can't say because it's like, I would if we knew that all of the stuff they showed graphically was the final product, then I would probably go with the more mundane. But we, it's hopefully in progress and it'll look better. So I don't want to say that is kind of where I'm standing, at least with it. Yeah, I kind of echo those thoughts. Um, as, as If I were to give this demo to someone who wanted to know what Halo was... Or if someone asked, hey, give me something that is Halo, I, I wouldn't give them this this demo, which I think is what 343 might be trying to do, um, at least for some fans who don't want to spend the eight hours completing the first game or the you know hundred hours completing all the other games. Um, but I will say that if they're approaching this game in this way, then it, it does invite a kind of open arms sort of mentality for new gamers. And I think that with old and new gamers discovering and learning what the conflict is and how this will launch the next 10 years of Halo, I think this game will definitely do that to where anyone can pick it up and kind of understand what's going on from present day Halo onward. But from what they've shown, even though it does, yes, look like Halo... I would still encourage them to play one, two, or three as their first Halo game, uh, just because that those three games are what the foundation of Halo is. Even though since then we've gotten other iterations, new gameplay mechanics, uh, you know, better graphics and art directions, and all this other kind of stuff that naturally evolve. And I feel like Infinite is just another evolution of that. Yeah, that that core gameplay I would say is is one, two, and three. Um, and from what I've seen so far, I feel like it's a blend of three and five because you have the equipments, but you also have abilities. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's mundane. Uh, I think it looks like a Halo game, so I imagine it feels like a Halo game. It's just, will we get those Halo game set pieces with this kind of open world aspect? Like when you, when I think of Halo 3, I think of the Covenant mission where you're on the Ark and you have to take down 
the Ark's defenses, and you, you battle the two scarabs at the end of the mission, and you have to go into the, the control room and stop the prophet. Like, like that is like a huge set piece for, for that game. Um, you know, will we get something like that in Infinite? I hope we do, and they try to do something like, you know, those side of set pieces in Halo 5. Um, but if they can't capture capture that, then then it would be lacking as a Halo game. But so far, I feel like they have they have the sauce, um, so to speak. It's just it doesn't look all that pretty. <laughs> no, for the sure. Stages. <laughs> so speaking of which, you kind of then answered the question here of uh, the second question: Did it look technically mediocre? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like i hate so, to say it but it did yeah my f- first reaction yeah. when i saw it was i mean chief looks fine it's just the pilot when they got real close up to his face i was like there's something about it it doesn't look as good as that trailer that they put out like a year ago but uh, speaking of up close on the face uh, yeah i mean the pilot didn't bother me that much it was um it was the other face that oh, we saw yeah, up yeah. Close. it was um yeah um es- uh, gosh his name it's S- gonna be a Charles. fun name. Don't worry. Um, yeah, he also yeah his face a like weird. you know you think of like look at Halo Two Anniversary's Tartarus. Oh God, like, yeah. Oh, like that brute just oh, so menacing God. and like disg- like his snarl like it just it's so visceral and there's personality in there and all that kind of stuff and his armor is just strange. Like this guy looks like he you know he's off the assembly line and he I've been playing a lot of. Uh, shadows of mordor or, or shadows of war recently <laughs> yeah. and and honestly Still he looked an like an orc that i just got slaughtered against and now have a vendetta to go out and fight so it, it's is that lighting is that texture i don't know but it it, it doesn't it doesn't scream next gen i thought it was like the either like davy jones or the pirate school when you get to the pirates of the caribbean ride and it shows you like the, the face talking to you and you go down the waterfall it's like one of those villains. It felt like that when he was talking to me. I was just like, oh, shit, are we in for a wild ride, man? I'm, I'm put on my poncho. But because uh, the way he, he obviously it's like he's supposed to be talking to the chief, but he's talking to the player pretty much. Yeah. And uh, it did feel very weird, especially too. it just made me think of Tartarus, too. And I was just like, damn, they really turned Tartarus into like he's like the Darth Maul where you're just like, I really wanted more of this guy. Like I, I could have <laughs> taken him in a few more games. <laughs> now looking back because we keep getting these brutes but okay like and, and i mean um, i would argue that that they handled atriox pretty well um I, I don't think he i don't think he's better so to speak than than tartarus just in terms of like character design and and personality but like but like playing halo wars 2 and seeing him in those cutscenes, like you, you i really got like a strong threat and antagonist antagonistic um presence from him and granted we saw him in blur pre-rendered CGI cutscenes that were oh, yeah. you know that we're seeing something that's in game which which I kind of prefer because it keeps everything kind of seamless but to kind of go back to the the question um, that yeah it just just looks just mediocre technically mediocre yeah it honestly okay. looks like a game in development like it, it, it which I guess it is but like I've like I've said maybe three four times now like if, if this is your vertical slice to show the next gen console like it needs to look better than that I yeah agree. okay I think that's all we have for now for Halo so we'll move on to the other over a dozen other games 
<laughs> oh yeah, the uh, other don't games. worry, folks. Yeah, don't worry, folks. These are all gonna you be. Guys, you guys kept shirt. watching after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess some of them I kind of wish I did, but that's just me. So, okay, we'll go through these, and uh, I'll say the name, and if no one's interested, if I hear silence, I'll be like, okay, we'll keep, we'll just keep going. Uh, so, of course, first we got a, because I, I, I do want to talk about this one personally, just a little bit. Well, we got a cine, uh, another cinematic. Uh, this one is for State of Decay 3, which I called out so well. Same. I don't know why. I... We were watching it, and I I just see a woman that's just wandering around, and I'm like, well, it's probably State of Decay 3. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, I mean, if it's a first-party game, I don't see what else they would do. It just makes sense. Next thing you know, you got, what was it, a, an undead deer eating... Eating uh, a wolf. Yeah. That was super yeah, interesting. Of course, they were trying to, they were trying to show the poetry there, but uh, I... I'll be honest. I haven't played State of Decay one or two. Yeah, neither. Do uh, I. I'm assuming because, of course, this is this is a game about zombies. Uh, there weren't any zombie animals in the last two games, right? Is this Not like supposed I'm to be the big thing of. for three? I played about. Okay. I almost. I played a pretty good amount of State of Decay two, and uh, and it, it's very interesting seeing this trailer compared to how State of Decay two like handles and how it was marketed because State of Decay two is very much like grab your buddy and the four of you go out and fight zombies and build your base and stuff like that. But I almost got like a, like a tomb Raider kind of a vibe where it's like a lone survivor, uh, out here in the middle of the winter woods trying to survive. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I again kind of did the same thing. I was like, I have, I'm pretty sure it's the K three cause I have no idea what else this would be. Um, and uh, and so it's interesting to see the direction of it because state because of like what type of game State of Decay Two is and so with this sort of marketing like is it going to be another base building zombie survival game with just better graphics and better mechanics or are they taking it a very different direction um, because of this isolated character? Yeah, and I do. I'm like, do I want to read too much into it and like go like, yeah, it's gonna maybe do this, and then you see, it and it's the exact same game again, just like updated with like, look, there's zombie animals, and you're like, okay, yeah, and it's like, I'm sure State of Decay fans will be interested in that, and I should eventually, sometime down the line, I'll try out one or two. I don't really know if there's a story to it or if I should just play two. I have no idea. I I would but, just stick with two. Um... I don't think okay. there's really an overarching narrative that you really need to follow, and it's pretty open-ended. The way Seda to take Decay 2 is, I think, uh, designed is just to be, like, your story with your friends um, or even your companions, if you play solo, um, surviving and building up your base and acquiring supplies and uh, and going out. And, and for me, I kind of had a cap of, of my engagement like I, I might have played maybe 10 or 15 hours and and didn't really want any more out of it i never finished it um i played some of the harder bosses uh in there but uh but yeah i i hope that state of k3 just isn't a up res version of state of k2 um I'd, I'd like to see it taken into a different gameplay uh changes and and just kind of mix their formula up um, because, because uh, I, I, I don't want just more of the same. I kind of want some evolution for that for franchise. Sure. James, do you have anything on Seated K? Yeah, I mean, I thought the trailer looked really cool. I just haven't ever, I haven't played any of the first two, so. 
Game Pass, yeah, baby. That's the thing. I'll yeah, probably be seeing that so many times. Like, they don't pay me to say that either. I wish they did. Uh, so next up, Forza Motorsport, which ditched the. Uh, they didn't show an eight. I know. Like, I was surprised the, about that. I was like, oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's new. Yeah. And it's uh, of course they always do the switch off, so uh, you'll get usually like a motorsport game one year, and then a year or two later you'll get like a Horizon game. So this was obviously we were expecting this because last game we got I believe was Forza Horizon Four, which takes place in Britain. And this game they do with the numbers, so it looks like they might do that for a few others. Not all of them, obviously, since State of Decay Three still at a three, but I guess they don't want to go, they don't want to get to like a ten with everyone, so they're just like ah, cut it off here. Uh, other than that, really, I'm not a racing game guy in general. There's not usually racing games for me. Uh, did anyone care much about this? Nah, I mean, it, it's it looks really, really pretty, but I, yeah, I'm not into racing games either, let alone uh, the racing simulators I've never really enjoyed because I'm just bad at them. Yeah, I, I prefer the arcade racing games, um, kind of like Need for Speed or Dirt. Um, or even you know Forza Horizon the, that franchise, uh, but yeah, I would say that this was the most beautiful looking game of the whole lineup, and it honestly probably the only or like one of the like one of the three that actually looked like a next gen game. For sure. I mean, you know those Diz developers, they love cars so much, they're probably just in there like, oh, the detail on these. And, oh and I will God. say that, that they had an extra year to work on this because last year we didn't get a motor or a Forza game because it was Motorsports' turn, but, I, but they took a year off presumably to be a launch title with Series X. Mm. Um, so, mm. so I think that helps in their, uh, in their fidelity. That is true. That, that makes sense. Uh, fourth game was Tell Me Why, uh, developed by Don't Nod, which, uh, for those that don't know, they made Life is Strange, which is pretty much what this takes from, uh, but I believe they also made, um, uh, Vampire as well. But, uh, I did not really, I've never even played Life is Strange or anything like that. I might one day, but I'm not going to start with this game. Did you guys get anything from it? No. Eh. I don't know. If it's got a really good story, I might play it at some point because it's going to be on Game Pass, but I'm not super enthused. Gotcha. So next up we got, uh, the, and uh, just also, Don't Not isn't a Xbox Game Studio, so that was like our first third-party game that we got. Uh, and then I went back to first party with Rare, uh, who we already know has like, you know, they're still updating Sea of Thieves, and I believe they're still, it's not out yet, right? They're still coming out with the Battletoads game. That's still in development? Uh, Battletoads is not out. Um, is Rare working on that? I guess so. I think so, I think so. Might yeah. Have been someone else. yeah, Battletoads quietly disappeared two years ago. Um, <laughs> we haven't heard anything in it for a while. I remember, Or maybe it was a year. I don't know. I think I was hyped about it a little bit back in like 2019 or 2018. But it's, I think it jumped on the ship with uh, Skull and Bones and sailed away, maybe. That, that could have been... No, I think it has Crackdown 3 <laughs> Syndrome, where oh, it, no. uh, it just was... It didn't pass the Phil Spencer test, and so it went back Should into Should we shoot it? <laughs> it's, it's not a Fable Legends or a Scalebound to where it's dead, but, uh, but I think it's a Crackdown 3 to where it's just... It just, it had, it's just gone for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crackdown was gone for, what, six years and then it came out? Yeah, the, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and then some people wanted it to go back again. 
Yeah, and that was that was another disappointment. But yeah. Uh, all right. So they what? So they the new game they're working on now is Everwild, which is a very um, nature looking game. Uh, the thing I got vibes from it was uh, pretty much it looked like it was very much taking influence from Ori in terms of just I guess the style. Uh, that's the only thing I got from it. Otherwise, it's like, I don't really know how this, this game is going to play. They didn't really give any details, at least not that I noticed. I was also just kind of like, okay, uh, with it. This was uh, a game that I was almost certain, like, I, I almost would have bet money we'd see gameplay for um, because we got that tease uh, about a year ago, or the announcement, rather, and so this was just more, you know, uh, attractive-looking trailers, Um but uh, I, I'm interested to see because it looks like your character has like a spirit animal that kind of does different things around the environment and, and world. So, yeah, it's hard to say kind of how you play, um, but it looks to be another sort of four player co-op experience um, that Microsoft really likes to do. And, you know, Rare has done that pretty well with Sea of Thieves over the past couple of years. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to kind of see what this game looks at. I, I really like the art style and I think it's a pretty good um, showcase of what it is. What yeah, you I thought the art style was really cool too. Uh, I, same, we don't really know what the gameplay is gonna be, but yeah, Rare has a pretty good history about making at least fun experiences. So I'm at least interested to try it out. For sure. Yeah, and I I do want to say too, like uh, I'm wondering if it's like, is this aimed at adults? Will this be like kind of more adult oriented, like Ori was, where it's like, oh, it looks really cute. Is this for kids? And you play, and you're like, this is not for kids, <laughs> uh, just in terms of the difficulty. But uh, like, will it be like that, or will it be more so like, oh, this is kind of more a Xbox family game because i've noticed like I, as we go down the line here you will notice a few games that seem more family or youth oriented in terms of gamers that's a fair that's a good point i, I didn't think of that uh to yeah, see if this I, is more of a youthful game yeah because i know some people were complaining about some of the games and i was like at first i was like you know and i thought about it and i'm like i don't think this is made for me this is made for like if i had a kid this would be made for them it, it just makes more sense that way and so i feel like this is the first of a few uh, next up, this isn't really much to talk about, but uh, they should Ori, the Will and the Wisps, just kind of getting high, you know rezzed up for Series X because uh, it already came out in the Xbox One. Uh, I don't unless you guys have something to say. I don't think there's much to go on. It was just like a small update to that. And we'll yeah, just I mean, they, they just said that uh, it, it, on the Series X, it'll be able to support 120 frames per second and 4K, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, I mean, it is more of an indie game. It's a platformer, so definitely you know, their resources can be allocated better than, you know, like a Halo or an open world game to where you have a you have to spend a lot of your game budget elsewhere. The side by side did look really, really clean in twenty twenty. Yeah. I was like, damn. No, for yeah. for for that side scroller with, with the fancy sort of animations and environments that move in the background, I, I think uh, it'll it'll look noticeably better on the Series X. Yeah. And in Moon Studios is third party right they're not a first party they are they're i believe they're third party yes okay or maybe second party because they have a very strong relationship but they're not owned by microsoft to my knowledge yeah it's like housemark with sony where they do like all those shoot 'em ups and now they're doing that space game but okay uh next up so we have a triple feature here 
uh, from Obsidian. So they showed us a new expansion for which I, st- I still have to play it. I'm getting there, uh, piece <laughs> by piece. I'll, I'll get to this game Is eventually. That backlog hurting uh, your back, dude. I'm in 2017. I finished 2015-16. It feels great. <laughs> uh, but uh, Outer Worlds, a new expansion, Peril on Gorgon, on uh, which, uh, from what my friends said, or from from what John and Miles were saying, was like, oh, they really wanted to get some Wes Anderson in here. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. I have no idea, honestly. It it looks fun. I've heard a lot of good things about Outer Worlds, and uh, Peril of Gorgon looks like more of that. Uh, So if you're a fan, I'd be excited. James, did you play Outer Worlds yet? No, I'm planning to eventually. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, even though it's on Game Pass, I also bought it anyway, because I was like, I I personally really like Obsidian, especially with New Vegas and uh, South Park. So I'm, I'm looking forward to one day getting to this uh then they showed the next game they're coming out with uh is grounded which brings to my point the family game because i have zero interest in this game and it looks very much more uh kind of kid oriented because it very much looks like i guess you could say what would it be arc yeah it's arc one of those evolved, survival, like the dinosaur like game base building games yeah, and it, you do see, like, you know, aspects of those with a little bit of aspects of, like, you know, Minecraft construction and stuff, and you're building your base, you're, instead of, like, you know, fighting these probably bloodthirsty dinosaurs or something that would cause gore, they're like, what's something easy to dismember or probably, like, you know, kill that kids probably already do? Oh, the kids love killing bugs. <laughs> so, uh, they, it's, you know, it's a bunch of kids that look like it's a cross between, it, it honestly looks like everything that rushed through my head when I looked at this was... Uh, the movie I never watched but I saw the commercial for was, like, Ant Bully, I think. Uh, the movie Ants. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um. Bugs? And, Pixar's Bugs? And, yeah, and Bugs. Just, like, yeah, every, any movie you think of with Bugs, uh, just was this game. So, I see it as, you know, just a bunch of kids probably play online together, and they want to survive against Bugs, and in a way, it's kind of what the original Fortnite was before it became a battle royale where you're building a base and surviving against zombies. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But other than that, like I'm, like I said, I don't think it's for us. I don't think it's for me personally. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've nothing bad to say about it. I'm happy it's in the catalog, but uh, I probably won't be checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. If James? I try it out, it'd be for like a short period of time. Cause I never really get, too invested in those builder or base builder survival games uh, i kind of like the visual style of it like i i think it was cute that they were showing like you fighting a stink bug and it's like massive and fighting uh spiders and stuff so it, it looks cute but i think you're right it's definitely much like more like a survival game for kids i guess uh. yeah and yeah, so hopefully, you know, if you got a family, you should hopefully enjoy it then. Especially if you got a kid, they'll probably love it. Uh, which brings us to their third game, which is probably the farthest off. Uh, I don't think we'll probably see it for a while, unless they've shown a date. I'll be honest, I ignored all the dates that they showed them during this. I just uh, Oh, you didn't, couldn't you didn't them. ignore them. Um, there were like four dates that they showed. <laughs> oh, sh- okay, like, there you go. Like, yeah, that was... <laughs> I guess at the end we can talk about overall consensus, but like we only got dates for like three games. Grounded so, was July twenty eighth, though. Okay, uh, okay, that makes yeah, because it's like one of those two games where uh, they had just bought Obsidian and Ninja Theory, and all of a sudden you had 
uh, bleeding edge and grounded all of a sudden you're like wow that was really really fast and then you're also like this is what they made them do when they first bought them and i'm like they have to make something no, better what right they wanted to do when microsoft bought them yeah yeah and then uh you know what we really wanted we see we we have hellblade coming and then we have now avowed which is a game where you're going to play as uh gandalf and gimli and you're going through moria and the balrog <laughs> comes through but that's also just what I got from the trailer because I was just like, this is just the Fellowship of the Ring and they're showing us Moria. <laughs> but it's a new medieval game, uh, I believe set in the universe of Pillars of Eternity, which is an already existing oh. Uh, oh, Obsidian it's IP. Oh, in that universe? Huh. I believe so. It's like a spinoff. So there's an RPG they have called Pillars of Eternity that's on PC and maybe on console now. I'm not it even is. sure. Pillars of Eternity oh, is. 2 is on Game Pass. Okay. So yeah, there's uh, two games for it. Uh, it's probably like, I honestly haven't touched it. I will eventually too. It's a pretty also. complex top-down. Uh, it's like a, it's not really a real-time or a turn-based. It's, it's like a blend between turn-based and real-time top-down action RPG. Because <laughs> you can kind of, okay. I think that's, if I remember correctly, I think you can pause and kind of move time a little forward while you're in your battle. Unless I'm thinking of a so, different, like, different game, but like, like instead of like a turn-based game where you all take turns, you can like set commands to where you fight pretty fluidly, but then you can pause and like think about your attacks, um, and uh, and then you can press play once you do your your stuff, and then it kind of continues. And unless you tell your people to fight differently, they'll continue doing what you tell them to do until the guys are dead or whatever. So what you're saying is you can use the pillars to just kind of take your turn for all eternity. Yes. Okay. If I'm, I'm pretty sure I might be confusing it with another game, <laughs> but because because there's pillars of eternity and there's another game that's fairly similar, um, but I I can't remember what that one was called, and I and I hope I'm not uh, mixing the two. Okay. So this one definitely looks more like, for Asunder, or Avowed, when I say Asunder, uh, this game called Avowed, it, you, you look at it, and besides the whole Moria shit, uh, it definitely has that first-person Elder Scrolls feeling to it, and we didn't see much, because also it wasn't really gameplay, like, there wasn't anything you could see for it, so we can't really say, but potentially, hopefully, I'm hoping the bare minimum is to look better than an Elder Scrolls game, which personally to me isn't that hard. Uh, so if you can do that, you're already doing good in my book. But I trust Obsidian uh, just from their track record. And I do want to, even though this didn't really necessarily interest me with what I saw, I am interested to see what comes next that they show for it, if that makes sense. No, I, I definitely think it does, because I think this is my most anticipated game after Infinite that they showed, uh, because it, to me, it, I got a lot of Skyrim and yeah. um, Oblivion vibes, Same. kind of with your, your weapon right hand, magic left hand sort of a thing, and and I think as long as it, you know, I, yeah, like I said, yeah, I trust this Obsidian as well, and I feel like as long as it comes out before Elder Scrolls Six, this this game has a pretty good shelf life. Oh, it'll come out before Elder Scrolls 6. We're not going to see that for, like, uh, what, Xbox... What's the next Xbox after Series X? <laughs> the next generation. Because you got you still have Starfield, and then it's Elder Scrolls 6, so it's going to be a while. Oh it's going to be a long right. while. And 
We'll get, yeah, no, they, we'll they get shot Elder themselves Scrolls in the head 6 when we that. get GTA 6. Ah, fucking... Same day. That is... <laughs> God. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I just wish we saw Oh, God. Uh, next up was As Dusk Falls uh, from Interior Slash Night. That's actually... Their name is Interior Slash Night. I, I got confused for a second there. I thought it was a typo, but it isn't. Uh, this game was like a what was it like still still like it's still a really frame weird type art style because like the the I backgrounds saw the... look three dimensional but the characters are all like two dimensional. Yeah, I, I saw money move. I saw a dollar kind of wave a little bit, and I was like, oh, "Look at it! Look at it go!" Um, that was probably the most. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. I I w- this game didn't really catch my attention personally, so the dollar kind of got me. I was I was more interested in the dollar movie than anything but uh it looks more like a narrative driven game of course um but did you guys have any interest in it eh, not really um i probably won't play it but i i do uh, i do appreciate this game more than um tell me why in terms of an interactive drama mm-hmm. game and i think it's just because the tell art what. style i think is a little bit more interesting with that uh the um the kind of art style the 2d motion media art style kind of a thing Mm, okay and then uh next up we got um so this was actually okay so this at this was funny because they say this is a game showcase and then we got a developer diary uh which was from uh ninja theory another first party studio gave us details on hellblade 2 and i wasn't just I, I I'm not gonna say like I always want anything more for Hellblade like give me anything and I'll take it and I'll be happy. I personally did not think this was the right place for it because at a game showcase you know if you want it to be clean and just kind of consistent just keep showing the games. Don't show us dudes working on computers and stuff and uh, the reveal we got was you know besides showing everyone working there, uh, there this this game will be set in Iceland which is really cool. And they went to Iceland and they show like, you know, them working on it and stuff. But I think this would have worked better as like a YouTube developer diary. And they start doing like a developer diary series. I think that would have probably had a better place for it. If they wanted to, they should have honestly just shown us gameplay. Uh, Considering I I feel like out of most of the games we saw besides like uh, grounded and probably maybe Everwild, I'm not sure. Like those kind of like those weird in between games that we're getting. Uh, this is for sure probably around the Series X launch, or at least, like, I would probably say early 2021, like, February, most likely. I, I wouldn't put what, it Hellblade past. Two? Yeah. Oh, no way. It's a 2022 game. Are you serious? I, I don't have anything to verify that, but I'll be shocked if it comes out next year. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind then. But, yeah, it was just... Uh, I mean, do you, do you guys think what they showed was... Should they have shown that, or did you guys like what you what you what they what they showed us? I mean, I'm I loved the first game. It, it uh, we talked about it on uh, the podcast when I played it, but it very quickly became one of my favorite games of all time just because I lo- I loved the art style or the 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 way of storytelling, and I was just so interested in Senua and her journey that I am a hundred percent in for a second one, but. Yeah, what they showed off today was like a. It wasn't that much. I mean, it's cool the idea that we're gonna see Iceland, but I don't know. 
I think you're right. This probably would have been better in like a, a YouTube developer diary series and just like give us little updates from here and there. It, especially if like you're right, Oren, and it's like two years off almost or like a year and a half off. Yeah, I I feel like if it's coming next year, they would have shown something. Um, but like even when uh, the announcement trailer was shown at the Game Awards last year, like the way like I don't I don't, I don't even think it even said coming soon. I feel like it was just a trailer. Like I just got the sense that that was more of like a concept trailer, and it was just it was a that that is a vertical slice, <laughs> the word of the day. Um, to show you the console's capabilities and and that everything was captured in engine running um, real time uh, I think is just just amazing and I think we said it before the show or even at the top of this show that yeah I sometimes I just rewatch that trailer because it's so good and the first game was so enjoyable and rewarding um, that yeah the second the second one comes out I'm going to be playing it um, but yeah this this sort of you know youtube di- developer diary was a little out of place i feel like it would have been better just to not have it at all because i, I know a lot of people were expecting some hellblade 2 um information because we got some at the game awards and it's been pretty quiet since um but uh but i feel like they could have done what they did when they announced like project mara where they just they just dropped the video on their youtube and kind of just talked about some weird things that they're working on in their studio to where they they can do this because I mean like the Halo team on like Instagram like the sound team just drops random sound stuff on Instagram and that's just what the sound team and uh, for three for three just does but like it wasn't it's not really highlighted by Xbox at all so it I feel like yeah it was a little out of place uh, so I, I agree with you Cameron <laughs> gotcha now okay so. We then go to another of their first parties, the most recently acquired, if I remember correctly, Double Fine, and they showed a little bit of Psychonauts 2, but the real big takeaway besides kind of just seeing a little bit of footage uh, was that the soundtrack has involvement from the Jack Black, which at first when everyone saw him come in, uh, the first question was, oh, we're finally getting Brutal Legend 2. (laughs) So and then it was like, yeah no go for it. I was go just gonna it. say like when 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 they brought uh, Jack Black in, I was like, no way, <laughs> they're gonna do it. <laughs> um, because I remember watching like a video or something talking about Brutal Legends after Microsoft acquired uh, Double Fine, and they were just saying how like that game came out and probably the only time it really could have come out to where it. It wouldn't really be well received now, and it wouldn't have been like really possible beforehand. And I know that Psychonauts Two is is like around the corner or something. So the fact that they brought him or uh, Jack Black over, I was like, wow, are they really gonna do it? But it's more of just a fancy song, but which which was fun. Yeah, I I like uh, Double Fine. That's why I'm excited. Like Double Fine always brings up the most probably. Uh, one of the most unique takes for the these studios, and they always just come out with fun little... They're not, like, massive games. Like, Brutal Legend was their biggest game. And uh, they they do, like, smaller size, just fun, unique works that you just get to play. And Psychonauts is still, I would say, above those, uh, just because it's a little bit bigger and has a actual fan base, too. Uh, and I'm I was just like, yeah, I'm excited for this when it comes out. It should be fun. I also do think um, 
they should do a double fine what they did with rare in game pass uh where you have rare replay and like all the rare games on game pass to have the entire double fine library on game pass eventually hopefully i'm assuming will be a fantastic day for everyone that'll be a yeah that'd just be go ahead and just go crazy and also it better be i mean for sure it should also be on game pass for pc because those are kind of where they came from originally anyway but i digress uh, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And then next, uh, I would say, so what we got next was probably, I would say, uh, Game of the Show, easily. Uh, it's still a show for me. Orin, nor, Orin's, uh, you can't see, but he's nodding in agreement uh, I, when I, I say that. I <laughs> We got a reveal from the, uh, the, the kings known as Bungie. Uh, they revealed to us Destiny 2. It's a new game. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's, I can't. So Destiny Two is coming to Game Pass, and uh, they showed what everyone uh, freaked me out was. Uh, they showed some gameplay for uh, Beyond Light, and like all the different stuff going on with it. Twitch, I think everyone in the or and by now, like James, you don't know him, but or and by now in the Discord, uh, we had Roman, Ty, Miles, John, Graham, and Daniel. All in there. No, not Roman. Everyone but Roman. And I just straight up started to tell. I was like, shut the fuck up. Hey, Destiny's going on. Oh my god. <laughs> so and they were like, oh. Oh shit. So, uh, first, the first things first. We got the trailer. That looked awesome. We saw the darkness element known as stasis. And we got to see it in action. And oh yeah, I think boy, we got to oh boy. see the abilities and supers for our titan warlock and hunters yeah. i loved the idea yes, of they making look, oh like God. ice uh, platforms to jump across and stuff like that and the hunter seems to make it like a may ice wall straight out of overwatch like it looks like you could, you could do some really fun stuff with stasis yeah and uh they it just i think some of my clan mates were actually like yeah i'm sure nothing nothing could go <laughs> wrong with those stasis grenades i'm sure people won't find a way to somehow do something with those and everyone's like oh this is gonna be even more fun when it first comes out before they nerf things it's gonna be fantastic but uh besides that we got to see that and that was awesome easily awesome i actually might say that was my game of the show i'm not sure yet uh they announced that destiny 2 is coming to game pass and not just like of course it's free for everyone so you'd be like what the f okay thanks i guess but the thing that isn't free that's coming with it is the expansions not the seasonals because now those are kind of like disappearing anyway uh you have to still pay for those but the big fall expansions so you're getting the year two forsaken you're getting the year three shadow keep and when it comes out you're getting beyond light as well which is oh, you are big which is big yes yeah. oh which I so you see, which I thought at first. At first, I didn't think that because usually when a game like a third party game is on Game Pass, even first party like Minecraft Dungeons, the DLC isn't part of your subscription. Um, you gotta if, buy it if, if you want yeah, that. Um, so usually, if you like the game, then yeah, you spend the five or ten bucks on the DLC, and you can you can continue playing, and it's a pretty good deal because you didn't buy a sixty or forty dollar game. So when this was announced, I was like, oh, okay, well, with new light players, you can play the game for free. You have, you know, whatever the base experience is. And then with Game Pass, you can get some of the expansions. But then when, you know, Beyond Light comes out, you'll have to pay so, you know, Bungie gets money. But no, apparently it's all free or it's all included yeah. in Game Pass, rather. They which want is, you. Which is nuts. 
That is which, which, which is terrible for me because I'm trying to stop playing this. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh, Oren, I'm gonna, the claws are sinking in, man. I'm waiting. I'm gonna be like, I'll be waiting there. You're like, Oren, it's time. Like, I, time I, to raid. I put Destiny Two down for two years or like a year and a half because I just, I just like had my fulfillment of it. I was like, you know, I don't need to play any more of it. I'll just wait till Destiny Three. Um, and then they came out with their reveal where there's not going to be a Destiny 3, and they're just going to continue making Destiny 2 content. And I was like, oh, okay, well, then maybe I'll check in. I don't know, maybe not, because I'll have to pay for everything. But now that I don't need to pay for anything... Well, you see, this is... So Bungie's thinking one extra step ahead. They're going, we're not going to make you pay for the big fall one, but you're going to like it so much, or we're going to get you into it. Now you got to pay for the other three seasons that come out before the next fall expansion. So they're going to get you to buy the season pass for those other three seasons. Oh, That's what's going to okay. happen. Yeah, I guess the yeah. season pass is still a thing. Yeah, uh, yes. the annual pass. That or makes whatever. sense. That's that's how they do it. And, and see, mm-hmm. now you're paying, what, like $20, $25 instead of the full $60 price tag? Yeah, and then they and then got you there. And you be get like, like a 10% discount. Yeah, so you'll they easily get you there, and it's extra money maybe they wouldn't get before. And then they go, hey, the Eververse is open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, curious I... how, because like, like it's it's interesting from a corporate side of this to kind of if if you've been following the Bungie sort of timeline because they they were partners with Microsoft and they they left because they wanted to make Destiny, um, and so they sold Halo and they needed money. So they partnered with Activision and they got money and then that had its own complications. And then they partnered with Sony for X, Y, and Z. And seemingly that's kind of gone away since now there's a Microsoft deal. So it's, it's very interesting to kind of see the, the kind of business side of this evolve and to see how that translate into the content of the game, because I'd argue that the game because, I, like I said, I just recently got back into it playing all the raids that are going to be going away. Um, but the, the game still feels pretty, uh, like, grounded in, in Destiny's identity. I think they've definitely improved over the years. And so, I mean, as, as long as the game is getting getting better and, and, I mean, the grind is a little much for me, but some people are really into it. But, uh, but if, if it makes the game quality better, then, you know, the gamers win. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to now we're kind of that opened up the uh, third party rundown. So that was the first uh, silo there. Next we had honestly probably out of every so I wasn't expecting Destiny, which also I will say really fast like you know Bungie used to be part of Microsoft. They made the core three Halo games and then they bought themselves out. And we remember July seventh, Bungie Day, also my birthday as the Independence Day, where they fought Microsoft off, and yeah, and they threw muskets at them and things. And (laughs) they, like, got out of there, but now you see, like, of course, without Activision's um, deal with Sony, and Activision not there anymore, Bungie doesn't have to play by those rules, and they'll still, I don't think they're really, like, a, you know, we'll do one or the other, they're gonna not pick teams. Bungie straight up always says the same thing, we want it to be great for everyone, we want everyone to have a great time, and at this point, too, I think if there's anyone they show favoritism to, probably it's PC players now. Because have you seen the way it looks on PC? It's crazy. Uh, From day so, one, Destiny 2 has been better on PC. I mean, really, a lot of yeah, games are better on PC. 
I, I'm almost, I, I think I, no, I already bought it all. I already got a rival, not a rival, Beyond Light, pre-ordered on PC too. I really hope cross gameplay comes before I do it again. So what what if what uh, if uh, Destiny Two is on Game Pass for PC, or do you want to play on Steam? I, I guess Steam. can you play PC games? I, on so that's Steam? what I'm curious about because it's like I'm a, I want, I'm soon gonna play Halo Master Chief Collection and I have it on P, uh, Game Pass for PC, which I probably would have bought it on Steam. If but that means but that means you play through the Microsoft Store, correct? Yeah. I think so, but can a... I actually should look it up. Can a Steam Halo player play with a Microsoft Store Halo player? Yes, you can. Okay, cool. You can cross-play. I don't... And you might be able to do cross-progression as well on the PC front. And I think you can do cross-progression with consoles um, as long as it's not like a checkpoint, like a mid-mission thing. But uh, but you can't play with console players, at least not yet. I don't know why. That's so okay. dumb. Yeah, it's weird. Sea of Thieves, I used to play on PC when my friends played yeah, on Xbox. They said and that's great. in their last cool. announcement that they're working on cross-play eventually, but... Oh, yeah, for Destiny, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that that's also why I'm like, ah, oh, do I, should I just wait? I already bought it, everything on PlayStation. Like, do I just get it on these two? And then before <laughs> I knew it, I was Pick like, where'd platform. my money go? When did I get it on PC? And then... <laughs> I just get it all on everything. Fuck it. Uh, so next up, the other, the second other big surprise. These are like these are the two most surprising things to see. Next one is Stalker Two, which at first I was like, you yeah, know, it'd be funny if that was Stalker Two. It looks just <laughs> like it, and it showed Stalker Two, <laughs> and I like I think I jumped out of my seat for a second. I was just like, whoa! Um, oh wow! And I was excited. Obviously, I have another. At the same time, a lot of the, every single game we saw, I was like, I'm excited. I'm also disappointed we didn't see any gameplay for it. So it was the same thing for this. But the reveal that it's coming, I was like, oh, shit, I completely forgot. Like, I, I thought this, I don't know why, I thought this game was canceled. So I was very pumped uh, to see this appear. And obviously, we don't have much to talk about. It just kind of, it was more of a tease than anything. But uh, did you guys have anything extra for it? Not really. I, I didn't play the first one, so I don't really know what to expect out of this one. It looks creepy. Go buy go get a get a new PC, get throw your Mac out and buy Stalker One on Steam. It's probably That's not the worst say. idea. Right, Yorn. Is it a uh, is, yeah, I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with the Stalker series. Is it a like a horror horror game? It's like survival, uh survival horror sort of where you're it's like kind of sandbox, I guess, and you're going to go through going through adventure. It's not as it's not upfront shooter like Metro is, but they're very similar in terms of I guess like style where it's like we it's a little bit different though where Stalker, it's like specifically Chernobyl is just like a weird monster zone with everything from the radiation. So stalkers are like the survival dudes that go in there to oh, I guess like get gear okay. and some other stuff. I don't remember the full story anymore. I don't. I never finished. I never did the expansions, but it was a really, really, really cool concept, and I I, I really wanted more from it. Uh, I, I'm tempted to go back and play, or at the very least, basically uh, cheat and just do the YouTube videos where it's like, oh, let me explain everything to you, and I come out and be like, I already know everything about Stalker, guys. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited for this. This is probably one of the most uh, the biggest announcements for the show for me personally. And it's uh, developed by GSC Game World, which at first I was trying to figure out if the developer was actually named that, and they are. Uh, next, we got Warhammer Darktide, which at first uh, I called out saying, oh, is this Warhammer Vermintide? And then someone corrected me, 
going actually it's uh vermintide is set during the main uh regular warhammer portion uh vermintide isn't in 40k and i said i don't know what that means but okay and uh then darktide came out and they went oh apparently it's basically vermintide for 40k (laughs) and i said okay so i was sort of right uh it looks like you know weird zombie things in your not space marines because I, I always forget that that's like the, not the only thing in that universe because it's, it's own i don't know dima's not here james you don't know dima but he's this uh russian fanatic who loves warhammer yeah i'm sure dima would have a few few fun things to say about this i i it, it looked i guess fine I don't, I don't really have much to say about it I, i'd be interested to see gameplay i guess i'm i'm also un, unfamiliar with the warhammer franchise so uh this might be a pass for me yeah. What you, James? I've been kind of interested in the Warhammer 40k series because it just aesthetically, I think it looks really cool. Like, I like the whole idea that the humans are led by this, like, literal, I, I think they call him the God Emperor. And I thought they're like Primarchs or something. Or is that I don't know. I, I just know find it really interesting that they lean really heavily into, like, people literally worship their leader as a god. And but they're still fighting like orcs and stuff in the future. It's very interesting to me. But this definitely seems like an offshoot of some sort. It struck me as kind of like Warhammer Left for Dead, if if they're going the zombie route. So I'm interested. Okay. I just don't know if I'll necessarily play it. Although they did say everything in this presentation is coming to Game Pass. So I might give it a try at least. You're, I was saving the surprise for the end, James. I <laughs> hate you already you. mentioned that. <laughs> No, we we said Destiny oh, Two was coming right. to Game Pass, yeah, but not so. Uh, yeah, I I think for me, I think Warhammer Vermintide's on Game Pass as well, if I remember. Probably there, there's I don't even know how many Warhammer games there are at this point. But for me, it's just Warhammer is a universe I have come to terms that I don't think I'll ever get into because of how crazy deep it is and having a russian kid explain it to me for hours on end just made me go i don't think this is for me uh and uh i just yeah i I have already enough universes to kind of invest into that i just even if this is a great game i'm i just don't want to throw another onto that uh brain dive i guess you could say and uh so the next game I think I'm, I'm assuming it's more kid aimed or oriented is called the gunk uh, by image and form and it showed uh, this woman going through with like a little mechanical device thing and fighting the gunk in nature and it's like a you know I guess sort of like you know activist type thing where you know you're fighting pollution in a way which is kind of cool but yeah you're just fighting gunk it's about fighting gunk and it's called the gunk yeah i liked the level design yeah it looks really pretty and i guess the the part of the mechanics where you're like removing the gunk from the world it kind of struck me as mario oh yeah mario sunshine Sunshine. yeah Yeah. that's the thing i I looked at that and it just made me kind of want to play mario sunshine Mm. i didn't want to play this necessarily (laughs) yeah i it, it looks uh, fun looks interesting i it wasn't expecting something like this so i think it's a, a good like i said a good thing to have in the catalog yeah i think it, it still it 
gives more variety, definitely. Like I said, possibly younger audience, but also people that just want something more indie-oriented, too, for mm-hmm. sure. And next game, I was at first confused because I wasn't sure if it was different than the Switch version, but I think it's just a new 2.0 in a way, but uh, Tetris Effect Connected. Uh, when this When this trailer first came on, we thought it was one of those sappy we're all fans of something like we all love xbox and we're all fans and i'm like this is the most fake shit i've ever seen because why would you be playing a game only touching two buttons not even the analog sticks and like bobbing your head back and forth and i'm like what kind what kind of tribute video is this and then you start seeing like the tetris stuff appear and i was like oh i get it yeah so it's it's cool. I mean, it's the whole Battle Royale Tetris thing, which it was probably the first unique Battle Royale because you're like, oh, it's just Tetris and you're throwing your bricks and shit at other people's boards and you want to clog them up so they can't they can't go down anymore or something, you know, how Tetris works. Yeah, tex- when when the Switch came out, Tetris 99, I think, was one of those like, like whoa, that's a game I didn't know I wanted to play. Yeah, it's surprisingly fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to so to see a, a different take on a connected sort of Tetris world, I think is uh, is interesting. And uh, yeah, it kind of looks like you can do cooperative and competitive Tetris battles. Yeah, and I could easily say you literally can't go wrong with Tetris. Like you know, everyone's always down at some point in their lives for some Tetris. I'm always yeah. down for Tetris. Yeah. And uh, next up, this game I was. A little, I was more excited, I think, in the third party showcase, but uh, the blooper team game, The Medium. So, this is that horror game, the guys that made uh, Blair Witch Project, which I still have to play, which I think also, once I play that game, will kind of determine whether or not I will be more or less interested in this title. But I was somewhat interested because it was more of a tease during the third party and they showed more of it a bit. And I don't know why, but I just kind of lost. A bit of interest and I came out of it uh, not really caring anymore about the game at the, at this moment like I said though with Blair Witch uh, I've been interested in playing that so once I play that which is also on Game Pass uh, I will better have an idea of what I can expect from this game and whether or not I'll want to also play this when it comes out too but how'd you guys feel I actually felt the opposite um... I, uh, this was one of the big takeaways I got from the third-party showcase in May, and and I liked that I was able to see more of it. It was it wasn't a gameplay demo, but it was gameplay trailer. So I th- I think this is th- this type of game is better showcased with like a live demo because I understand what it is, but I still don't understand how it plays. Uh, with the two worlds um, kind of being connected and you can instantly, you know, they're, they're rendering these two worlds that you can seamlessly go between to solve the puddle, puzzles and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like there's like sound design that we're missing um, and other other elements that a that a demo would be, I think, a better representation of it. So, again, I, I was, this is another, one of the other examples where I was like, oh, I would love like an actual demo but I'm, I'm happy with this trailer and i'm excited to just continue to see more yeah for me i'm mostly excited for it because it reminds me a lot of uh silent hill 
And we haven't seen a good Silent Hill game in a long time. So I'm hoping this game scratches that itch for me. But like you said, we haven't really seen gameplay, so we don't know how the two worlds thing is going to work out, or it, even if you do switch between them freely on your own. But it's interesting that they're just going to be running two com- almost completely different games. Well, no, I shouldn't say two uh, completely different games, but like two different level designs at the same time. Although it's not even that, because it's like it seems like it's going to be the same overall level it's just going to look different in each place, but I don't know. I kind of got, like, the thing that uh, came to mind, again, um, Halo-related, um, but when you had, like, the anniversary editions of Halo yeah, 1 and Halo 2. Yeah, I thought of that, too. Like, those, it's it's running the old engine and the, the remastered uh, engine at the same time, so you can instantly switch between the two. Um, and so I feel like this is just kind of a, a next step so to speak or next evolution of that to where you have these very two distinct high fidelity worlds on this next gen hardware and and kind of crossing between the two and i remember reading an article from the developer saying that like this is a game that just can't be made on on current gen consoles because you need the ssd to to do the capabilities that it needs to do to to load these two worlds simultaneously interesting okay yeah, it was weird. I, I was, like, interested, but also for some reason slightly turned off by the two different realms. I don't know why. I, I think it was also, That's I won't lie, it was very very early in the morning for me. So <laughs> I, I, maybe if I watch it again, I'll be it's more interested. Towards no the idea. end of the showcase, you might have been feeling a little fatigued. Yeah. And uh, next game, I just, uh, uh, awake or asleep, I, I would probably feel the same. Uh, but Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, uh, I, I've never, I know a lot of people are big into that game. I've never really been a Fantasy Star person, so anyone else care really about that? It was kind of a pass I played a little bit of Fantasy Star Online 2 at some point when it came to Game Pass, and it's okay. It's just, it's a really generic MMO, and the only thing that's really special about it is that it's very anime art style. So if you are in the mood for an anime uh, MMO, that game is your game. But if you're not, eh, I guess. So I don't know. I might at some point in the future try out this new expansion, but I don't know. I'm not that interested. Yeah, I'm kind of the same as James. I probably won't check it out. There's a uh, there's few so some JRPGs uh, catch my catch my interest, but this this isn't really one of them. Gotcha. And we're nearing we're at the last two guys. Uh, next one was actually the opposite for me, where uh, the first uh, footage shown, which was at the third party uh, showcase, I thought it was a tech demo and nothing more. And then it was actually a game, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, and seeing it now. I was like, oh, you have me very, very intrigued. I would like to see more now. Uh, Crossfire X by uh, the uh, developer Remedy. Uh, this game, I think Remedy is the ones that did Control, mm-hmm. if I... And yeah. Alan Wake. Yeah, so and, they uh, are making this game. What was that other right? one? Quantum Break? Quantum mm. Break, yes. And uh, this is their newest game, and I 
was very uh in this one because it, it got very military and maybe that's what i was like it's it looked really really awesome and i guess it was just straight military where uh i think that's kind of what felt just i was felt weird like watching halo and all of a sudden at the end of this i get like full-on like yo it's military i was like oh shit let's go let's go bro let's shoot, let's shoot some shit up bro let's do it uh so i got very excited with this and now seeing kind of how much crazy whatever physics they're gonna have in this what we saw with the tech demo I mean, not the tech demo it was i keep thinking it's the tech demo uh from the third party showcase uh i i i'm very much like let's I, I would like to see more you have me very interested i'll follow along and probably play it when it comes out just because it'll also be on game pass too so how'd you guys feel though the whole time i was watching that trailer i was just like this can't be crisis but it looks like crisis Oh, yeah, it did look like, yeah, it did very much look like, maybe that's, I, I miss Crisis a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm interested, uh, I might check it out, because it's on Game Pass, but, uh, but it, it didn't wow me, so to speak, but, uh, definitely looked, looked interesting. Okay, yeah, and last, uh, they, they did their, they did what most, if you ever, you're having, trying to have a good time. You go, oh, and one more thing before we leave. And you're like, oh, what could it be? And I completely forgot. I, I should have known this was going to be happening, but we got a teaser for Fable, which starts off with a little fairy running around. And you're like, oh, it's a little fairy going into the magical world. And then a toad just comes up, blip. And the fairy gets <laughs> eaten by the toad. And you're like, oh, yes, Fable. And you see, like, the castle, I think, in the background or something. And. It's bought, done by uh, Playground Games since Lion. You can't have Lionhead do it since they've been they they were executed, and uh, yep, R.I.P. Dissolved. Yeah, I thought that's a different game studio. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Devolver. Devolver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Devolver did. So, they're, they're a publisher. They're not a dev. Yeah, they're a publisher. Yeah. Uh, Playground Games uh, are the guys that do Horizon. I was about to say Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, and the ones that do uh, Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon. Yeah, I don't know why I started with Horizon. Yeah, so they, they do the open world games, which made sense then to have a open world kind of racing game. Well, it, it, they, they match up with it, especially yeah, it, throughout... What were you going to say? Oh, sorry. Just, just go ahead. I was trying to agree with you. Gotcha. With what you're about uh, to say. Okay. They, they, throughout this whole time, we've been seeing hiring for open world game hiring for like some game that pretty much for the longest time everyone already knew was fable like it became very much like it sounds like an open world game it sounds like an rpg it sounds like fantasy it's probably fable and playground games of course is a british studio and fable is a very much so a british humored styled game so it even makes more sense to have them do this and looking at just already the humor there and for me personally so i don't know if people hate me for this or not i didn't really play or get drawn in by the other fable games uh, i didn't own like the original xbox i used to go to people's houses to play halo so i didn't play fable one i got the 360 late i think it was the uh the reach uh, 360 is when I got it, so it's like bundled with Reach. Before that, I used to play Halo and Gears at friends' houses to the point where I think I bought ODST and went to your house, James, and just went, hey, I'm yeah. playing this. And uh, I, that's what I used to do. And then Reach was like, oh, I got the 360 finally. And by that time, like I was already enamored with uh, Oblivion 
and Dragon Age Origins, so I didn't really care for another fantasy game. Like, I was good. So I didn't bother with 2, and I didn't bother with 3. And I think they announced, like, the next Fable game, and it got cancelled. It was, like, that co-op one that looked really cartoony. And now we have this new Fable game. And I'm at that weird point where I don't have Witcher. I already finished Witcher, and Elder Scrolls probably isn't coming out for a while, and I don't even know if I'll like it after playing The Witcher. It kind of might have ruined it for me, depending on how they do. Uh, so I'm like, oh, this is actually... I'm very now, like... I'm probably not going to play the old ones, but I'm, I want to play this one, and I'm looking forward to this one because it just it, it's going to scratch a new itch for me that I'm excited for. But any takeaways you guys got from the teaser? So just like the look on that fairy's face when she got ate by, eaten by that toad, like ma- actually made me laugh. So if if that game, if the new Fable game has a lot more of that kind of humor, I might be su- really interested in playing it because I I'm kind of with you. I never got into the original games like i remember starting a game in the first fable but i never got really that far into it uh but i know it's supposed to have a lot of like good humor to it although again this is being done by playground studios because lionhead doesn't even exist anymore peter molly news not even anywhere close to this one but didn't they burn (laughs) I thought they burned him at a stake or something. He tried to start his own indie studio, and it, it, it was weird. Whatever. I think they called him so, a witch. But yeah, continue. My biggest point of confusion, or I guess question for this trailer, was they just called it Fable. So, to, for me, that could be two things. Either they're going back and redoing the original game with, you know, straight up for the Series X, make it look absolutely fantastic, beautiful, and make it I guess reboot it for the a new audience or like we were talking earlier do you think it's just been so long since the last fable game that they're going to just continue the series and just call this one fable with i th- or, go ahead go. okay uh i think it's kind of in terms with like we see for 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 forza motorsport being just the numbers taken out and they're just going with Forza Motorsport mm. now. I think also it's been a long time for this series that they don't necessarily need to continue. They can just kind of start over or just I don't know how I, I don't I have no idea how is, uh, connected the three games were with each other. I always thought it was just kind of adventures in medieval world and that was about it. So I think this could get away with the new title, just like we've seen. We see see Force of Motorsport when it comes that back with like this. We saw God of War with its new kind of like soft reboot. Get that? Uh, it only for me makes sense that they would do the same thing with Fable as well. All right. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I think it's more of a soft reboot type of a scenario as opposed to a sequel. Uh, but I'm not entirely sure how the three games story kind of connect to each other um god god of war they they continued um um, kratos's story almost forgot his name uh they they continued his story so it it technically is god of war 4 but it just it was a new take on a familiar ip and it brought it kind of in the limelight so the uh, i feel like they're just doing the same thing here um yeah to your point Forza Motorsport kind of dropping the, the the number, Halo Infinite dropping the number. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. So that's all of our games, or all the games they show showed us at this. I'm like losing words at the press conference or the showcase now. Uh, overall, I guess how would everyone rate this? Like, not necessarily give it a number or anything, but how how does everyone feel coming out of this showcase? I, I personally am still disappointed in terms of the lack of gameplay shown. I'm excited for some games, and it's cool to like see teases. But at the same time, like it's a game showcase. It, obviously, it's a good thing they didn't say it was a gameplay showcase. Otherwise, they would have been in trouble. But <laughs> we we didn't really get many actual like gameplay footage of like in game like things happening really. Besides Halo, and even that was very like you know what we saw. We already talked about, and it wasn't that long for the most part. Like in a whole showcase, like it wasn't too much. So. I, I was disappointed, but it easily was probably still one of the better showcases this uh, summer, I would say, at the same time. Yeah, I, I think the key word you're, you're looking for is, is uh, demo versus trailer. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I can't really think of any other games with maybe very few exceptions this whole summer that has given us like a gameplay demo aside from like Halo Infinite and Star Wars Squadrons um, from EA uh, and Ratchet and Clank and Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank from PlayStation. Like those, those are like the the three examples of actual demos. Um, with uh, with Infinite being kind of the most in depth, but it wasn't all that in depth. Like of what it could be and what kind of other demos have been in the past. So I, I think that's kind of just the same level of disappointment throughout the summer that we've had. So yeah, I'd kind of agree. Um, I'd probably give it, I don't know, like a B or something just because it didn't have gameplay. But, you know, of the stuff that they showed, I think the portfolio is pretty diverse. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that catch my eye. There's a good handful of things that I, you know, probably don't want to play, but that doesn't make it a bad game. It's just, you know, not my taste. Um, so, and they're all coming to Game Pass, which I think is a huge uh, uh, yeah, sort of like like plus and kind of marketing thing for for Xbox, uh, for anyone who's already a subscriber or looking at jumping on. Um, so it's uh, I I think for for what it is, I feel like it was yeah, like you said, Cameron, one of the stronger of the other um, publishers out there. Uh, but it it still didn't capture what I think we're used to in kind of the E three sort of setting and on this 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 weekend of games games and games and developer talk and news and all this kind of stuff concentrated to kind of be stretched out so long like all this anticipation and all this expectation and hype i think is is just kind of getting to the consumer to where it, it's not living up to what we are used to so but all in all i think it was a, a fairly strong uh showcase showcase of just games yeah so i agree with you that they it's a really strong catalog of games but i also do wish that they had shown a bit more gameplay demonstrations instead of just trailers but yeah my overall takeaway is that they didn't really show me why i need to get the series x at the end of the year but they sure as shit showed me that I need to make sure I, my Game Pass subscription stays current. Because, yeah, like, if every single one of those games that they showed off today is coming to Game Pass at some point, like, 
that's amazing. Yeah, and I, 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 that reminds me, I still have to enter the code to put my third year of Game Pass Ultimate back up, so I don't have to look at it for three years. Ah, oh, yes, the perks of the discounts, guys. Uh, Get it. Yeah, and all of you have access to it, because you're my friends, it's family discount, baby. Uh, yeah, so... We get everything, for better or for worse, like, for what we saw. Either way, we you get to try them all out on Game Pass. Like, you get to enjoy all of these on Game Pass. I don't even have to think, even if, like, we see something that makes me go, oh, what the hell, Halo? I'm like, well, I'm still going to play this on oh, Game yeah. Pass. It's right there. Why wouldn't I not do it? <laughs> like, think we're guaranteed, no matter what we see for Halo, even if they said, look, it's Master Chief, and it's not even Master Chief, it's just some, it's literally just like a cow, and it's just a rendered cow with a gun. I'd just be like, what the fuck is this? And then I'd, and they'd be like, hey, you gonna play Halo? I'd be like, yeah, of course, it's fucking Halo, dude. I'm not gonna not play Halo. Like, we're all guaranteed we're gonna play it either way, I think. Am I correct there? Yeah. I mean, if there's yeah. a cow dressed in uh, Milner armor, I don't know how uh, static I'll be about it. But yeah, I'll play it to see how it connects to the, uh, the overall story. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, for sure, like, November is just going to be insane with everything going on, but for sure, I'm, like, almost positive even, like, I think that, like, this is, like, Xbox will launch with, like, this and probably Motors, Forza Motorsport, and PlayStation will probably launch with, like, uh, Sp- Spider-Man Miles Morales and something else, too, and I'm really excited for Spider-Man, but for sure, I'm probably going to be, like, if they come out on the same day, I'd probably still play Halo first, because I, I really want to check out Halo and just like run through it. And one thing I will say, the probably the biggest disappointment disappointment to me here and also kind of like they had the ball here, they could have taken it and thrown it at the hoop and just put the ball on Sony's court was they could have announced the date and the price because Sony didn't at their last showcase and you're like, "Oh, they probably will this time. like they will they, like strategically it just makes sense." And they didn't. And you're just like, "What the hell?" And I believe, if I I don't know if this is accurate, but there someone said there's a PlayStation Five event August sixth, twenty twenty, one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern. And I could only assume since they already did now their showcase, this will be the event where they'll probably show some more games. They'll show us Call of Duty. I can almost guarantee that. But they're gonna give us the release date and the price. And if unless Microsoft throws a hail mary and brings it out of brings that out before August 6th, then uh, they're going to be announcing their price after PlayStation's, which I I don't think they'll even bother. They won't adjust at all to whatever PlayStation does. But Microsoft will probably have an event afterwards where they'll do, like, their price and release date, most likely. So Microsoft has said that their August, like, Xbox 2020 sort of uh, event for the month, um, because every month they've you know, kind of had this plan going on. Yeah. Um, and so August, they said, is, is hardware to where okay. they're going to be talking about service. I think I forget the wording of it all, but it was, you know, cryptic to where it was like hardware and services. And it's heavily speculated that they're going to talk about the other console that exists somewhere, which is the Project Lockhart. Um, they're going to talk about like they're likely going to talk about price and release date. And they're probably going to talk about Game Pass and Xbox Live and xCloud and kind of how all of those integrate into each other. And I, although it would have been great to kind of have it all lumped into the same show, I do think that 
because of Microsoft's strange position with marketing to where they have a one, a one X, a one S, a series X, and presumably a series S all to kind of market behind as well as X cloud X pass and all this other kind of stuff. Like, like PlayStation, it's the PlayStation five, just play the next thing, you know, like it's, do you so, want it with it, or without a disc? Yeah. Do you want the <laughs> disc or do you want the digital? Like it's, it's so clean and, and it's, it's clear. It's perfect. Xbox, they, they need <laughs> to kind of show you what they're doing because they they kind of put themselves in a hole back in 2013, so uh, so there's going to be an event in August. It, it's just the same thing with this. We don't know when. Personally, if if there's a PlayStation event on the sixth, I I'm pretty sure they Xbox has like a target date that they want to do. It's I mean they're not going to announce everything on August seventh or you know no, the oh next God, no, day they, just they to lose. counter them. But you know if if PlayStation is targeting the beginning of the month. Microsoft has whatever schedule that they're going and they're going to stick to it. Now, if PlayStation doesn't do that and say Xbox is the 15th or whatever, then I can see them sticking their guns to the 15th. I feel like they have a date where, like, if nothing's announced before, then this is the date that we're going to do it all because it's all going to be this pre-recorded stuff anyway. So, Or, or yeah. blog posts. They're probably going to have a blog post explaining it all because they've been doing that recently, talking about... Xbox the, Wired. Yeah, talking yeah. about the, the hardware and... All that kind of stuff. So, because honestly, there's not like if you don't do it in August, when do you do it? Because you need to pre-order the game and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Market, you need to market the console, and you, you know, there's only so much you can do right now for both companies. I will say to make things clear for them, uh, there has been uh, the full news now. So they did cease production on the One X and the One S All Digital Edition specifically. So those are already kind of being phased out now. So when you do look at their, when they, let's say, let's say they show their family, it's going to be like the Series X. And I, I honestly don't know because I, once again, I work there, I don't fucking know. They don't tell me shit. Uh, for whatever, maybe if there's a Lockhart, maybe not. I have no idea. No one tells me anything. <laughs> I'm guessing just as well as anyone else and I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, maybe it would be like that. So you got your digital one that now replaces the 1S all digital edition. You have the Series X that replaces the 1X of like that powerhouse premium and you still have the 1s there as the entry level or like the cheaper model that is for like everyone else there and then also there was news that their option for a one-year xbox live uh, account is now gone so you can only do the three month or one month which means probably most likely they're gonna be I don't know if they'll get rid of Xbox Live as a whole or if they're going to do anything with Game Pass or they get rid of them both and just do Ultimate and just go, this, it's the best deal in gaming, just just do it. Like, you'd be a fool not to. Uh, with Gold, I, I do see it also strategically smart where you took away the cheap one-year option. You could pay $25 every three months for three months, like, for... Uh, gold or like 12 bucks or 10 bucks however much it is for uh, for that as well or you could just do it for uh, premium or not uh, game pass ultimate and it I'm, I'm very curious to see what they're gonna say or how they're gonna do it if they're just like hey we're phasing these out or if it's gonna be uh, yeah these are still available but now like you have more incentive because that that easy cheap one-year option isn't there anymore 
So you might as well do it, plus to get all these games. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, the the internet speculation is kind of on a high alert with that news. Some people are saying gold's going to be free, which I personally don't think, but no, it's, it's very interesting to see what Microsoft's strategy is. And, and so to kind of bring it back to the, the conference, I feel like what they need to explain couldn't be done at this event uh, without sacrificing highlights of some of these games because they need they need their own like 30 minute conference or a couple blog posts kind of outlining the changes and where everything is going to make sure the messaging is as clear as it can be because they Microsoft does not want a repeat of 2013 yeah uh, James did you have any last uh, last things on this nah I think you, we've covered it pretty extensively yeah so much so, uh, I honestly thought, guys, this would be an hour, and we just basically uh, record uh, the beginning and end after this, and we do our normal like topics, which is more like movie del- delay news and some stuff about like sexist Assassin's Creed shit. Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, I know, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a whole. I know, yeah, I never thought I'd be talking about that either, to be honest. Uh, and then, of course, like what we play and what we watch, uh, we're closing in on two hours here, so. This turned into a part of an episode, too. It's kind of its own episode. So, honestly, I might just uh, record again after this to do a proper intro. And we'll just do a regular outro. Unless, uh, James, are you against that? Would you Do you want to make this a bigger episode? Or are you good with the length no, here for I, I almost two hours? plenty of time today. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a special time to be a, to be a gamer. So, I, I feel like right now is... It's, I feel like your listeners have quite a lot to listen to. For sure. Yeah, they, they really do. I honestly do. didn't expect and I, I don't want conference today to have so many games to talk about. I thought it'd be like a handful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was expecting less third-party stuff and more highlights of first-party to, to kind of flesh out the hour. But, uh, but in typical Xbox fashion of past years, they're all about... 30 40 50 games during their conferences yeah yeah and before we do and i do want to say like a, a quick thing of like i forget how many studios they own now it's like 12 or something i think it's 15 uh, 15 okay so we got from 343 undead labs turn 10 studios rare obsidian uh ninja theory double fine i'm running out of fingers uh and playground games so that is eight out of 15 but i will also say because mo yang uh just came out with minecraft dungeons and coalition recently came out with gears 5 we kind of could rule them out for now so that would be how much before that was like eight and then i said so so that's like 10 so the five other studios we still have that we haven't heard anything from or we're still waiting for is of course the initiative which is their quad a studio which we've never even heard of a quad a studio before so we'll see how that goes but it's supposed to be their answer to sony santa monica and god of war or something along the lines of that uh so we have the initiative we have compulsion games which are the guys they bought that did uh we happy few uh we have um in exile in exile uh they actually are probably did they already finish up Wasteland 3? Uh, the Wasteland 3 just came out, huh? I think it just came out or it's about to come out. It's it's a summer game. Gotcha. Because they have that in Bard's Tale, so they've been busy probably with both of those. Uh, so actually, I'd rule that out. So it's really then just four studios. So yeah, Initiative. Uh, what was the other one I already said? 
Um, I, oh, Compulsion. I can just look yeah. back and look them up. Let's see. Yeah. What are those last two? What are those last two studios that I can't remember now? Because they, they bought a bunch, so I can't think of all of them at this moment. Oh, you didn't say Rare, but Rare was shown as well. Oh, no, I, I counted them. Oh, you did, I counted you them as rare. like one of the eight. Yeah. Um, World's Edge. World's Edge. Which uh, they, they're doing Age of Empires 4. Oh, of course. Okay, World's Edge. Uh, I didn't even think about oh, counting yeah. them, which uh, actually, you know what? That's the most important developer they have. Uh, Age of Empires is one, their, their best title easily. Sorry, guys. I love Age of Empires. It's such a good game, even though this one's feudal era. But what's the then what's the last one? What's the 15? The last one apparently is Xbox Game Studios Publishing, but I guess that's not technically one, but it's on this list. Okay, so we really the, the what we're missing then for sure then is the initiative which I think will be the, like the last thing we'll see out of any of these guys yeah, and then I feel compulsion. Like, I feel like the two game the two developers that we really don't know what's going on is Compulsion and the Initiative because uh uh, we Happy Few came out a while ago. Yeah, it came out, I want to say 2018 or 2019, one of those two. It was like either early 2019 yeah. or sometime in 2018. I, I honestly so, can't remember anymore. So they're they're definitely working on something. And then, yeah, about five of those studios just came out with a game within the past year. So they're probably early in development of their next project. And then we saw nine studio, eight or nine studios today of kind of what they're working on. Yeah. So the big thing we're going to be wondering, probably maybe we'll see a glimpse of it at a potentially three, if there is going to even be an E3 next year, is just the curiosity of what the hell is the initiative creating and how big it's going to be, because that is going to be like the craziest yeah, thing, I, especially since they got writers, for, they got people from Sony Santa Monica, from Rockstar, from I think Naughty Dog, they got them from all different big talent, and they like they went hunting for like very big talented people in the industry at least in socal so it'll be interesting yeah that'll be that'll be a while but uh yep. but yeah i feel like next year is really the earliest that we would see anything out of out of their studio but uh we'll see yeah so uh we'll close out here now uh we like I said, I'll, I'll I'll record a I'll record an intro so you guys have something you'll you'll hear it obviously before this since I'll talk about it. But uh, to close out, Oren, uh, before we go through our stuff, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, where can people follow your podcast on Twitter? And where can people find your podcast? Uh, so I'm on Twitter just at Oren Demang. Uh, it's kind of a weird spelling of a last name. I, I would rather you follow our podcast at Podcast Evolved. Um, we, uh, we're a halo centric podcast. Uh, we have four shows within our kind of little umbrella and, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and, uh, the Google, uh, what's the Google, it's just Google podcast, Google podcast. Yeah. Um, and all we're on, we're on a bunch of different places. Uh, we have, we have a website, halopodcastevolved.com with all that information there, but we, uh, across our four shows, we talk about, um, like all the missions of every Halo game, we talk about all the extended lore. Um, we have a, a like a mini figures construction toy set podcast. Uh, it's also on YouTube to kind of show you some of those aspects as well. Um, and then our main show, we do kind of lore mini series, and so our current mini series is what we're calling the Road to Infinite, where we talk about lore topics that we think will be pertaining to 
infinite. So we kind of did that the first half of the year. And then now that we know more, we'll kind of continue that talking about things from what we learned today. And uh, and that'll kind of take us all the way up to kind of present day Halo and, you know, leading us right into when the game comes out. So we have a a bunch of content there. If you want to check it out and learn more about the Halo universe, we kind of put it into digestible hour long episodes. And you also have live episodes too now, right? We do have live episodes. Um, we've we've moved our live format to our Discord server, uh, which you can find a link on our website and on our Twitter. And uh, that our live episodes are only for like news. So we actually had a double live episode today, where we talked about the news of you know Halo Infinite and all that. But uh, but every month we have a like a news digest where we kind of just talk about the previous month's news, and we do those live. And then all the other, and every episode comes out um, in about a week after we record because they're all kind of lore centric. So they're not overly um, time sensitive, except for our, our news episodes. We try to keep those topical. Gotcha. And of course, uh, I will have the uh, Twitter accounts and the website link in the show notes. So if you guys don't want to spell it out, you'll find it there as well. Just uh Hopefully you know how to click on show notes, but you'll figure it out. Uh, next off, uh, if you want to email the show, if you have any questions you want us to read, and uh, we actually read it, of course, you'll get a free copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam. But also, uh, if you want to leave us any feedback, positive or negative, I'd love to hear any feedback, uh, anything we can learn from it. That'd be fantastic. You can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at InvaderJim124. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at Sutra Side Talk. And, of course, uh, the way you can help the show out, since we don't really take donations, we don't make many money here, actually lose money doing the show. Uh, if you want to... No, Orin, it's crazy. Uh, if you want to either subscribe, like, give us a five-star review on whatever platform allows you to do any of those things, that would be fantastic. And of course, the most important thing you can do is share it with other people, whether it's word of mouth to your mom and dad that you're stuck with in quarantine or your brother's sister, whatever, your friends. Uh, or if you can just share, retweet on social media, things like that, that would be incredible help and i would love it if you could do that but until then uh we will catch you uh maybe earlier than usual next week uh we'll probably have a new you will either uh just kind of carry this week's news to next week and just have it combined because honestly i won't lie it was very very dry anyway so it would have been very short and uh very fast to run through so we'll probably just do all that in one episode instead so we'll catch you next week. Uh, until then, have a great week, you thanks guys. For listening. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure.